Hello, this is Pineapple Juice, a podcast where we take a random story pitch and develop it together. We're your hosts, Jacob. Fletcher. And Peter. So, uh, I had an idea. Um, I wondered what would happen if you got, let's say, like, a naval ship, right? Just, like, think like a frigate. They're they're out, they're doing, like, a scouting mission, They're, they're really far from home, and the premise of the story is that back home and they're well, they're home. There's a war, but the war gets over really, really fast. And by the time they find out about it, they've already lost. So then you have this like, yeah. So they have like, so you end up with this renegade naval ship. That's just kind of on their own out in the middle of nowhere and has to try to figure out what to do. Interesting. So, is there allegiance, then, to the old country? Well, that's one of the questions. I would think probably just because... I, I mean, like, they were Navy people. They're part of the military. They're not going to just, you know, well, what? our guys are all dead. I guess we're just on our own now. Maybe they become pirates. Who knows? Okay. What are the stakes of the war? Like, what have they lost? Are they no longer an independent country? What's going on? Because, like, if their country got, like, wiped out, then they obviously don't go home. But I feel like if they just lost the war, but things are fine, like somebody seceded or something, then you just go home. Sure, yeah, I mean, this could, be, this could be the thing. Um, there could be, I, I guess depending on where you want to go, there's a version of this where, like, a... Um, an outside nation came in and basically just wiped them off the face of the earth, right? So there's, like, nothing left. Like, everybody was taken as slaves or whatever, you know, as they did in the olden days. And and so these guys, like, there's nothing to go back to, so then they just kind of become pirates, maybe? Or or there's a version where, like, their uh, their home is now subjugated and they go back, they go back and have to free them. Let me, let me throw something out there. Um... This, funny enough, is actually very similar to a show I used to watch with my dad. Uh, came out from 2015 to maybe 2019. Uh, I think it ran for five seasons, so maybe 2013 to 20... It doesn't matter. Uh, but it's actually called The Last Ship, uh, and the premise is very similar. It's about a ship that goes on a like top-secret scientific mission to uh, the Arctic Circle, they're out there, and they can't have any contact with uh, the mainland. Um, and while they're gone, um, a virus wipes out, I think, 80% of the human population. So when they get off their... So they're operating a, a normal U.S. naval ship. And when they come back, they are literally the only operational U.S. Navy ship uh, in existence. Uh, and mm. every country in the world has all fallen to chaos, and everyone's dead, and there are mass graves everywhere. Uh, and it's a really... I, the first three seasons I really liked, and I, I didn't finish the fourth season. I never watched the fifth one, but the first the first two seasons are, are really good. Um, and it it shows this crew who are very much of in a way their their old world sensibilities, with, even though it's only a few months old world, uh, versus what the world has become. They ended up sticking to um, what they know, and they're like, we're still a navy ship, um, and their mission is to try and make it to America. Um, and, and try and figure out what's going on uh, to try and see what what they can do. It's it's really interesting. Um, and a lot of their struggles are 
other well one of the struggles is another ship i think it's like a battleship that's a russian battleship is their enemy and this other ship is trying to maintain naval dominance as the only other naval ship that's in operation so you have this other uh naval force that's kind of against them but but as the story progresses um for the first two seasons it's literally this one ship against everyone else trying to bring back america and trying to bring back society for the rest of the world as well interesting it's it's a it's a good show the first two seasons are really good i'll have to check that out that sounds really interesting this poses an interesting challenge because you've given us a similar premise that's very compelling but now we want to do something that is very different basically I'm going to throw an idea out there, but I also don't want to unground what is to this point and a fairly grounded concept, but I, I want to put it out there anyway, and we can reject it if we need to. But what if there was like a Samurai Jack-esque component to this, where some kind of weird time thing happens, and they they didn't just lose the war. They lost the war a long time ago. Mm. Ooh. Dude. Okay. That's actually pretty cool, because... You can take it a route where it's not like, you know, old-timey naven wooden sails frigate or, like, modern-day battleship. You could do, like, sort of a... Uh, oh, shit. Not st- Sorry, I was forgetting the term sci-fi for some reason. Oh, okay. I was, like, blanking. I was trying to remember the term sci-fi. It was, it was so bad. But, no, the, the idea is you get, like, a sci-fi version where then it's, like, it's a spaceship, basically. But they're, like, a oh. navy. so like, a space force. And, I mean, the obvious option is, like, they get sucked into a black hole or, like, they get too close to one and there's time dilation that goes on with that. Okay, so we do, like, Interstellar meets The Last Ship meets Samurai Jack. This is, this yeah. is a lot of stuff going on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like the, some of the... Okay, a lot of those concepts are interesting, but what is that... I'm, I'm not sure if I'm understanding, like, what's the, I don't know, story. What are, what are, what are we trying to tell here? Because... Either way, what's their goal? Because none of this tells us what this ship's goal is or, or what they're trying to do. It's just a fun scenario. What We need to, I think, establish better um, what this ship is. I think we should also establish when this ship is, if we're doing this like time travel angle, which I, I do like. Um, and also, what are they trying to achieve? I think the what are they trying to achieve is a hard question because the, the heart of this kind of concept is this idea of, like, what do people do when their purpose is ripped from them? And so, like, them finding out what they do is kind of the story. Not that we don't need to know what that is, because uh, we do, and we need to figure that out soon. But the possibilities are kind of endless, and if they weren't, this kind of concept wouldn't be all that interesting. I think we need to limit it, though, because endless concept and possibility, I feel like a reader or a listener or a viewer will get will, will feel the sense of aimlessness. There needs to be something for these characters to latch onto so that we have a reason to be invested. Because if it is just, oh, we're in a black hole and the war is over and there's no reason for us to do anything, why don't they just leave the ship? Why don't they just start their own life somewhere else or, or try and restart something? They need to have a goal. If If we're committed to having a crew together, if this crew is together, they need to have some sort of aim, mm. I think. I agree. I agree, which is why we can we can sort of take this like one step at a time. Where first off, how like if we're doing a time travel thing, how far forward do they end up? Do they end up where like there was this war that raged for a long time, and they come back pretty soon after the end of that, so they get like to see some of the immediate aftermath, and then maybe they're still a home, 
that they can go back to and try to piece back together and give them a goal of trying to, um, well, I, I guess like pull everything back and, and sort of save the crumbling society that they left. I think I think it's complicated. No, sorry, I wasn't about to say it's complicated. I think the re- we have to first figure out what are the stakes of the war. That's what I meant to be saying. We have to figure <laughs> out what are the stakes of the war because, like, if the stakes of the war is that suddenly their home people are enslaved then you can do like quite a long time jump and that's still relevant right there's this enslaved subjugated people or colonized land if if a, a trojan ship ended up in our time right and the trojan war was lost they're suddenly in a time that means like nothing to them because the effects of the trojan war have nothing to do with the current state of affairs you know that's true so we have to figure out what are the stakes of the war because the stakes determine how long spanning are those effects. All right. I want to throw something out there on that. If we're going for a Samurai Jack kind of vibe with time travel, it could be... Now, I, I know last time we talked about uh, the the kind of like different gods or whatever. Uh, for our, In our last podcast, we talked about like the underworld, possibly, and whatever gods we could make up or, or gods we could call back to. Uh, maybe it's a thing where it is... Well, I mean, just for an example, let's just say it's the Trojan War. And yeah, you have a ship. Well, maybe it's the it's a retelling of the Odyssey. Uh, and you have Odysseus and his crew, rather than the adventure that we know, they get sent to the future. And instead of um, the world developing as we know it, the gods never left. And the gods are actually this force that, and they're trying to kill this new pantheon so they can go back in time to their people. Okay, so we ditch the space angle and we go to like a more mythological angle. I I think that could be pretty good because I don't want to have it so space can be so open, you know. Like mm. I love space, but also space is like e- even in space things, there's always a goal and a place you're going. Right? It's never like we're just floating through space. So maybe if we just do it still on Earth, that might help us out. With also like I can understand that space is. Space creates so much well, space for you to go to. <laughs> it sort of automatically implies an adventure in a lot of ways. Um, just keeping it a little more compact, it probably works better for the kind of story, which is like focused on a specific place. Yeah, and I really like alternate histories, and I really like mythology, but it's real. But I, I don't think I've ever seen those things really come together. I'm sure somebody's done it. But this yeah, idea yeah. of like an alternate history Greek-Roman mythology is really interesting. Yeah, and if yeah, we want to pursue it, yeah, I mean, I know you kind of threw that out there as a joke with the Trojan War, but and I, I threw in Odysseus, but that could be an interesting thing where we're taking it from that angle where we're we're telling a different story, but with those characters. And rather than everyone dies, and then it's just Odysseus retelling the story, the crew gets to be active, and maybe they all try and live, and there's there's more character growth and depth between these other characters that all end up dying. I agree. I like yeah, the idea of having a whole crew together just because there's there's a lot more character angles that you can go with that. Um, mm-hmm. And then it creates for a little bit more of like a, a united front against this. You know, they're, they're, they're literally, if they're literally going against the gods, it being one guy alone is a little much. And I think it'd be really interesting, especially if it was Odysseus, because then he you already know Odysseus's goal. He's going back home. He wants to see Penelope. So the main character, Odysseus, would have his goal. And without him, Ithaca would become kind of like a a, a, a 
home of scum and villainy, right? Like, because it kind of did. But imagine if the suitors never get put in their place. Like, that is just that society now. It's made of a bunch of people who don't really know or care about living a virtuous life. Yeah. Dude, and I'm then, getting major Tortuga vibes from that. <laughs> like the, the pirate island kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, not like the house Tortuga, like the actual Tortuga. <laughs> That's fair. I think that could be... Oh, and then imagine the ramifications of society if Ithaca isn't, like, ruled by Odysseus and his lineage. Maybe that actually does screw everything up and the gods stick around, or... I don't know. What is the one god that really picks a fight with Odysseus in that story? I forget. Poseidon. Poseidon? Poseidon, yes. Well, that'd be great. Like, in the same way that Samurai Jack fights a coup, you have flung to the future with his crew. Odysseus has to fight Poseidon (laughs) to to reverse time and, and save his wife. Well, hold on. There's actually a, a slightly more interesting angle here because something that kind of bugs me about this is the idea of just a dude like Odysseus somehow going up against a god like that. But if you think about it, if the enemies are the gods, you can just... okay. Well, who are the gods' natural enemies? You got the Titans. Who is the head of the Titans? Kronos, the, god, the, the Titan of time. Ooh. This could be a whole thing where instead of like trying to defeat the gods... He's trying to track down Kronos to turn back time and fix stuff before the gods can take care of him and his crew. So then you still get the same kind of thing where they're on the ocean trying to get to wherever. Poseidon's still messing with them and trying to sink their ship and stuff. That could be interesting. And then maybe we could introduce titans that are, in essence, trying to help them because possibly the titans are trying to bargain with odysseus like hey you help us you help the big man you know chronos uh, and you free the titans and if you free the titans like we'll, we'll like endow some like i don't know they, they can do this kind of thing they're like we'll we'll endow you with some titan-esque powers to help you survive the trials of the gods so then it is like another like titans versus the gods and, and odysseus and his crew have powers gifted to them from the titans not the gods. Ooh, I like that. Well, and this is kind of like a fun reversal of roles, too, where normally the gods are the good guys and the titans are the bad guys, like in the mythology, but now it's sort of reversed. Yeah, the titans get a bad rap, okay? I think... <laughs> I, well, think that, I think... I think When you eat your kids... <laughs> I, I mean, look, I don't support that, but I can't... <laughs> I don't want to say that someone can't change, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. Who knows? Years of imprisonment... <laughs> can do a lot to a man oh gosh like have him reform <laughs> yeah he's like he's like in some sort of extra dimensional prison and over that time he just kind of reformed so that now the titans are actually like kind of decent dudes i mean i'm for it they're just like kind of chill now they're like all right well <laughs> yeah we, we did it was definitely messed up but like is it worth spending eternity for this and then the gods are now like total dicks i mean they, like, always they already were. are i mean they always were so it's like it's not hard to rag on the gods and create a new... Also, if we're doing a retelling, maybe the gods lied. Maybe the Titans aren't so bad. Interesting. Well, that's a good point. Right? Maybe the gods just did it as a power play. So the gods told the story, right, of Zeus and, and you know, doing the freaking thing where he killed Kronos, I guess. I forget. I don't know. But, you know, and then the, the Titans are actually not so bad, and it was just a power play by the gods. Well, okay, so if, if he wants... Kronos, who okay, so I, I googled this because I felt weird about it. So Kronos is all is like I I was like, is he associated with time? I know his name is like timeness. Sometimes he's conflated with Kronos, 
it, instead of Cronus, and like there, there's that's a different guy, but he's associated with time enough that I think this works. <laughs> anyway, that was my quick googling. Time adjacent. But what I was about to say. Wait, yeah, I thought he was. It's it's kind of two gods that kind of get put together, but we can just put them together because this is our own. Yeah, thing. why not? Um, and and Cicero was like they should be together. Anyway, he shipped them real hard. Uh, <laughs> so this creates an interesting situation where if like Odysseus wants to somehow turn back time, probably involving Kronos. What if Kronos is like, okay, I'll help you turn back time, but we turn it back to the way beginning. I don't let Zeus kill me. And then, you know, you have my slightly flimsy word that the second time history goes around, I'll make things better for you when we finally get to your part. Interesting. Like, he just has to trust that Kronos won't completely mess up the world in the hundreds of years before Odysseus. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I feel like that is either a really good point of tension in the story where you have Odysseus who maybe Odysseus just trusts him, right? Maybe he's just that kind of guy. He's like, I, I trust this guy. And I want to put my faith in him because you know what? Um, even if, even if he's like lying, this is our only chance, but then you have his crew or his first mate. Um, I don't know what his first mate is. We're going to call him uh, John. Uh, and you have Odysseus and John and they're both like, Odysseus is like, we're going to do what they say. We're going to, you know, <laughs> yeah. And John's like, you sure about that, bud? But like, you know, more eloquently <laughs> spoken than me just floundering. Interesting. I like that. I'm going to throw out an idea here. So please, what if early on in the story, they, they keep finding these Titans and they're all locked up. So they have to break them out. But they realized this issue with turning back time and Kronos and not really trusting him because while the Titans are like, I'm assuming we're saying at least like nicer and more like, like you can handle them better than the gods because the gods are just total jerks. Yeah. Um, Where was I going with this? I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. It's coming back. Hold on. Oh, 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 right. Sorry. The whole point being like the early ones they have to let out and... The Titans are better, but they're still not great. They're still, you know, these all-powerful beings that don't, you know, quite see humans as being a, you know, really important, whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah. So what they have to do is, like, part of part of the trick is figuring out how to, like, open up the prisons enough to get the power out without fully letting out the guy, if that makes any sense. That's tricky, huh? Interesting. Yeah, because maybe they get screwed over by one of the Titans, and then they're like, okay, well, we can't have this happen again, but we need to have this turn-back time thing. On a so similar, how do we get it? On a similar note, I want to pivot, not pivot, but I want to take that idea and 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 shimmy it a little bit to the right, <laughs> and I want to take you down a different path, but on the same track in general, right? We're going in the same, direct, same general direction. Okay. You release, maybe they find some of these caged Titans, right? Like you said, they release them, and then those Titans... Um, they join the crew. Now, hear me out. It's not like they're just joining the crew to be like, aha, now we're Odysseus's crew. They are weakened versions of themselves. Like, they still have some power. They're still kind of powerful. But for the most part, they are underpowered because their whole, like, I don't know, essence is tied with the freeing of Kronos. Mm. So Kronos is the big guy, and all of the Titans are tied together with Kronos. And the moment you free Kronos, these guys get their full powers. But then you have these titans who then are encountering, like, these humans. And this is, like, I'm not going to say this is their first time encountering people, but they get to see um, 
in some ways we could portray it as humanity at its best against the gods at their worst. And the Titans get to see, oh, these guys are worth fighting for. Like these humans aren't just nothing. And they're kind of like from the point of humanity themselves because they're they're sort of in the same vein. Yeah. So then we maybe maybe we have a, a, a we we select uh, or we just pick certain Titans that we want to be on the crew. Just you know whatever it doesn't matter. We just pick some Titans. Pull some out names of out of a hat. Yeah. Exactly. And then these guys get to witness humanity, and then they make a case to Kronos why they should uh... why Kronos should hold up his end of the bargain. So maybe they aren't they aren't being freed so much as they're be- being given like homunculi vessels they can like inhabit and experience the world. Well, I mean they are free, but their true freedom is tied with the freedom of Chrono. So like they're they're able to be That's out mm-hmm. and they're able to leave, but once Chronos is free, then they're truly free. Mm, interesting. Which is why they would stick with the crew to help free Chronos. That'll take a little finagling in, in order for it to be like something more than just kind of a because the plot demands it. Yeah, this is where I'm starting to feel my lack of knowledge about the Titans specifically. I think I think that that's okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like we're rewriting the Titans as a whole. I, I don't think they do anything what we're saying. So on the subject of d- divine beings helping out Odysseus, one of the important parts of the Odyssey is that like while a lot of the gods aren't great or reliable, and some of them are actively harmful, Athena is very much on Odysseus's side. Is that something we'd want to retain or work with? Hmm. Odysseus is Athena's... He's a demigod, isn't he? Am I remembering that right? She... No, Athena is the female goddess of wisdom. No, right, but... Was Odysseus her kid? Am I getting that right? No. She's just like... No, I couldn't remember if that was in the... She's just a number one fan. That guy, good at war scheme, basically. Okay, I think Percy Jackson was throwing me off on that. The ancient text, Percy Jackson. <laughs> Dude, honestly, sometimes. <laughs> okay, here's a here's a thought. Actually, if we want to emphasize the whole t- passage of time thing, maybe in Odysseus's absence for however long he was sent to the future, Poseidon has like taken Athena down or imprisoned her or something, and there's like, this like civil war going on amongst the gods. That's interesting. I think oh also... the rivalry between Athens and ooh, hold on. I think Poseidon also... It reflects, it reflects the real war. Sorry, Peter. But, <laughs> yes, continue. Wait. What? Okay, so part of the the sort of tension between Odysseus and Poseidon, if I'm remembering this correctly, is that Athena was the patron of Athens. And then, like, I think Poseidon was more associated with Troy, unless I'm completely getting that wrong. Well, we're going to say you're right. I think you're correct. That sounds yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, and well, so they had the, a feud going back from the founding of Athens, too. Yeah, and so, like, the war being won by Troy as opposed to by the invading forces would change the dynamic between Poseidon and Athena. Mm. I think, also, Poseidon in this world is the head honcho, right? He's not, like, two on the list. He's one. Zeus? I don't know. He's somewhere else. He's... He's maybe the janitor, but maybe Zeus is just like disinterested, right? Like he's still kind of the head honcho, but he could not care less. I don't think so. I think it'd be way more interesting if Zeus isn't the head honcho anymore. So you enter a world where he's not the leader of the gods. Poseidon has stepped up. And so we can really let Poseidon be the main bad guy. Mm, That is interesting. Because it's always Zeus. I'm okay with that. Although I feel like... Kick him out of here. There's got to... I mean, okay, the gods are always kind of 
up in arms against each other. So like, it's not out of the question, but also like, I kind of, I kind of like the idea that Zeus got himself into trouble because like his thing in all the myths was coming down to earth, finding someone pretending to be somebody else and then getting them pregnant. Some broad. And I feel like there's a very easy way where we could have like that bad habit of his finally came back to bite him in the butt and partly because of that, it opened up, maybe it opened up an opportunity for Poseidon to dethrone him or something. But I like having that like character thing there where if you meet him, he's like, yeah, I kind of did it to myself. And he's like super <laughs> depressed or something. It's either. Okay. It's, it's two things for me. Either he is just like a bum and you're just like, this guy <laughs> sucks. And maybe he's always been like this. He did the one cool <laughs> thing according to the gods. Like he, he took out Kronos, but that's it. And he's just a bum in general. And then Poseidon took over or he's dead they just got sick of him they got sick of him or i think he's dead like either poseidon like straight up in a in a civil war amongst the gods just kills zeus to really cement himself gonna be honest okay that's actually probably better for a story that that he just kills him but i also kind of like the idea that zeus gets like a fat thor arc (laughs) (laughs) okay i i i wouldn't want zeus to come back though i really unless the the the, well because what we're doing is we're rewriting greek mythology and greek history all of this would change if if they succeed in overthrowing the gods because the whole every everything that they're fighting for would disappear because the titans would be in charge right yeah so huh you know i said that now i'm not sure why that's related (laughs) well i don't know um well okay there's i I just i kind of thought of something on the on the issue of like why doesn't chronos just turn the time way way back I like the idea that they're able to get the other Titans to sort of like intercede for him a little bit, mm. but also in the actual myths, P- uh, Kronos eats a rock Yummy. instead of Zeus because like for some reason he doesn't recognize that the rock <laughs> is not his child. I mean, so, okay. Have you seen some of those like statues, dude? Playing off of that, he could be a total idiot. <laughs> like, like he's just like a bumbling fool. Because he couldn't recognize, like he could not recognize his kid from a rock. I think it'd be more interesting instead of perceiving that as like ignorance, like a general apathy toward living things or people, right? That's like true. I don't think he, I don't think he thinks Zeus is a rock, be, or he thinks a rock is Zeus because he's stupid. I think he thinks a rock is Zeus because he doesn't care all that much about Zeus, right? And he cannot tell his own child apart from a rock. Mm. Okay, but that creates a that creates a completely different set of. Well, it creates a problem in that why would he turn back time at all then if he doesn't really give a crap about the the mortals, especially? He didn't care about the gods. Why would he, he care about the mortals? Well, here's the thing. Presumably, he can't turn back time himself because if he could, he would just go back to a time before he was trapped. Well, right? okay. W- but so he's, the he's, idea is he's trapped, therefore he, he is can't, trapped. I thought. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That, that's, that solves that problem. So, like, once they break him out, then he can. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah. So he needs Odysseus to break him out. And then once Odysseus does that, maybe he'll turn back time. Like Odysseus is kind of banking on it, but. Well, I think Odysseus would do this because, uh, what's his face? Why am I, we just type, uh, shoot. Kronos. Thank you. Um, (laughs) we're all having brain farts. Wouldn't he like, they get down to the future and they're like, what the heck is this? And then Kronos sends him a message like this is my only thing i can do right now like you coming here at this time opened up it it changed 
time as we know it, which means for a second, I can use my power, which I want to tell you this. You come and break me out and I will send you back to your time. Interesting. Hold on a second. Did we did we establish how he gets to the future? Mm, no. Because <laughs> we, we, yeah, we kind of forgot good. to do that. Uh-oh. I mean, hold on. But hold on. You were just saying this This could still be a thing where Kronos is able to. Ooh, wait a second. Maybe maybe they don't time travel. OK, I guess technically it's still time travel forward. But maybe what he's able to do is using a very, very small. And eh, no, that doesn't make sense. Never mind. Well, wait, what if it's, um, okay, two, maybe it's uh, Avatar Last Airbender, they're frozen in an ice block, or um, Poseidon is able to use Kronos' power while he's trapped to send them to the future. And that little t- usage of Kronos... Wait, Poseidon p- uses Kronos' power? Like Poseidon, yeah, like Poseidon somehow uses Kronos himself to send them to the future to get him out of his way. Do you mean a, the? Well, that... No, no, no. Huh? He's suggesting that Poseidon took advantage of Kronos' power to get Odysseus out of the way for that 100, 200 years. Yeah. Which would make sense because presumably whoever sent Odysseus to the future benefits from that arrangement. And the only person who really benefits from that arrangement is Poseidon. Yeah, exactly. Not necessarily. Well, who else? I mean, I mean, okay, well. No one. How exactly is Odysseus the figure that... Okay, are we playing this where him coming back to Ithaca... And, like, setting everything straight is in some way the, the event in the time stream that prevents Poseidon from becoming king? or Because otherwise, he's just kind of a dude, like a notable dude, but not really mm. that important in terms of if the gods are having a civil war. He's just kind of a dude then. I was going to say, this does create a problem with what, what what's being said. Because one of the things we're talking about is, like, maybe the war went the other way, right? And that's kind of a central part of the idea is that the war was lost, right? Am I getting that wrong? Uh, I think so, I, I guess. Let's go with that, yeah. The okay. war was lost. Troy Troy, Troy won. Big win for Troy. So Odysseus doesn't make Poseidon mad until on his way home. Yeah, in the original Odyssey. Yeah. I mean, we could change that. Or, and this ties into the suggestion that was made, mayhaps Poseidon somehow gets a glimpse of the future. And what happens. And then from there, directly attempts to distort it. So A, this would mean that he'd already be mad at Odysseus before the war ends, even if that's not technically what happens. And B, it makes Odysseus more important in the sense that Poseidon knows this kind of insignificant man who I happen to hate in the future is the reason the war is won and keeps me from coming to power. Okay, that's really good. That's really cool. And that would also, it's not foreshadowing, but it also shows that maybe maybe he goes and uses Kronos' power and he figures out how to use it to then peek into the future, sees that, and then he's like, oh, hell no. Like, if this is my chance to finally rise to power and this insignificant insect stops that, he's donezo, dude. That's what he says. And maybe he has to knock off Zeus to do that. I'm not sure about this. What are you not sure about? I'm not, I'm not, sure, about, I'm not sure about Poseidon using Kronos' power. There's, I don't see there's any a... other way. We have one time guy. I don't want other people to just have time right. powers. Right. No, I agree. But like they hop in the DeLorean. Poseidon somehow using Kronos to look into the future and then send Odysseus into the future seems like a roundabout way to solve the issues he's having. The looking into the future thing I'm totally on board with. The sending Poseidon into the future thing I'm not. Partly because I think if if that was the case, he'd just kill him. Gods have a flair for the dramatic though. Even 
even with what we're trying to create, they always do something that's more dramatic than just straight up kill him. No, 100%. He can make a freaking hurricane to kill the one guy. Like, the, the thing I think is a little more interesting is if we play off of the Poseidon and Athena conflict a little bit more, where what happens is Poseidon is somehow able to use Cronus's power to look into the future and learn about all this stuff, and then I guess Athena is always keeping tabs on him because they've got a rivalry already, so she figures out what he's up to and is able to like notice that Poseidon is starting to target Odysseus specifically. So she goes to... Maybe she goes to Kronos or something and is able to convince Kronos to protect him by sending him into the future. I don't know. Even that's... I feel like that's too many people going to Kronos. Yeah, th- well, this is my problem with having to... I almost like the idea that they're sent into the future by a non... Like, like an Avatar thing where they're just stuck in a block of ice. Because... Some in some way, this this whole thing ends up revolving on somebody going to Kronos and either convincing him or using his ability, which just doesn't sit right with me right now. I think okay, any other thing for me falls apart because I don't. Ha- I feel like with with the Avatar and the Ice Block, and I know I I suggested it, but the Ice Block makes sense because he's the Avatar and he's able to do this as a self preservation thing. Um, these are just. In, in the end, these are just guys, and they have no real way of just being frozen. I And I don't want so many people going to Kronos. I, I like the idea of all of this that Poseidon's doing in this story that we've created, like going to Kronos, figuring this stuff out, sending him to the future, taking over, killing Zeus. It builds up this like mega villain that we haven't encountered in Greek mythology uh, before. And I know this is not Greek mythology, but it gives us this radical new view of the pantheon of what Poseidon wants, of what Poseidon's goals always are, and then what Poseidon's willing to do to make it happen. I'm going to throw out an alternative, but I actually think the idea of Poseidon going to Kronos works for me, especially because it could be a pretty awesome sequence um, that like establishes him as a villain. It gives Kronos a reason not to really like Poseidon because he's using him. Uh, but here's the alternative which is we could just send them to some sort of place with like time dilation effects kind of like um the the locust hotel from percy jackson like poseidon just sends their ship off course into like a harbor where time passes really weirdly and they think they're there a few hours and they leave and it's been years and so no time travel happens but they just have experienced the last 100 200 years very differently Mm. I, I'm much more interested in that. That actually turns me off. Like that, that doesn't interest me because that feels again just incidental. Where I like the deliberate action against them. Okay, well then, what about this? Let's let's play with this idea where I, I like the idea of Poseidon going to Kronos and forcing his powers basically to look into the future and and is able to figure out that Odysseus ends up becoming the guy. So he starts targeting the guy. I like that, but I. Something something about Poseidon sending him into the future as a solution doesn't stick right with me. I like the idea more that Kronos, seeing an opportunity, sends... Like, he's, he's locked up, so he doesn't have a lot of ability. He can't turn back time or anything. But what he's able to do is he's able to take, like, a small group of mortals and kick them into the future a few hundred years or something. Like, like he has enough power to do that, at least. And what he sees is an opportunity where this guy 
is being targeted by Poseidon because he's like integral to the timeline or or stopping Poseidon. And he, so he sees an opportunity. If he sends this guy forward in time, uh, he might be able to use him to break out. Hmm. So Poseidon just wants to kill Odysseus. He's not going to bother with time stuff, right? But Kronos... Yeah, because that seems like unreliable. Yeah, but Kronos, who's been made aware of Poseidon's plan by the fact that Poseidon has been using him, takes a moment to like kind of thwart poseidon by sending these people into the future to protect them it's like the best he can do for them to protect them and also set up his own or set up his own freedom basically okay so that's interesting i i could possibly get behind that um the only thing i'm not sure about is the moment poseidon realizes he's now in this future um which we haven't established when this is i think this should be a dramatic jump in the future not just like a few hundred years. Like where I think this is the gods, the pantheon establishing themselves as the key rulers of earth and humanity is not the same. It is under the rule and it is totally different than how we know it today, but it is a dramatic jump. I can agree to that. But what are we under the idea that Poseidon sees that this crew is here, that he hates that they, they, they've been gone off the face of the earth for thousands of years. And then they just show up and he goes, eh, no, I mean, or is the idea that they're now there on in the future and maybe in his his opulence, he his hubris, he feels what are they going to do? And he sends minions out to attack him instead rather than go and confront them himself. The way I was imagining it is I, I like I, I agree with you. I like the idea of it being like way far in the future. The way I was imagining those Poseidon doesn't have a clue how far ahead in time these guys were kicked out right he doesn't know when they're coming back and i imagine he wouldn't really have a way of knowing unless they appeared right in the same spot so he put someone there to watch that exact spot just for the future maybe but i like the idea that maybe they get kicked into the future and then they kind of appear and he doesn't know about them for a little while which gives them a little bit of a breathing room to try to get their bearings and then set themselves up and once poseidon does find out about them maybe they're on their way enough that he can't just snap his fingers and get rid of them. Alternatively, maybe he doesn't know they survived. Like, he sends a really bad thunderstorm after them, the ship sinks, and at that moment, Kronos sends them into the future, and he just assumes they've drowned. So they have a bit of time where Poseidon isn't entirely aware they're still an element. Can I throw my thought in there now? Yes. Sure. Okay, so I am thinking, what if instead Poseidon does know that they will be teleported into the future, or not teleported, like time traveled into the future. He knows when, and he knows where. He knows all these variables. And then they just appear. And because he's totally aware of all this stuff, and he doesn't want these guys to get in his way, he initiates a plan where he's going to go down there and stuff, snuff them out himself. They appear. He goes for, like, the mighty god hand punch to destroy them in their ship. He punches it, and he hits them, but nothing happens. Because what the Titans have done is one of the the Titans has like endowed his power onto the ship, and the ship itself is invincible to the gods. You can't the gods itself cannot break this ship, and if they're tethered to the ship, they have the same effect if they're on the ship. So they're they're basically stuck on this ship, or like they're stuck to a tether on the ship, and the gods and Poseidon sees that and he can't do anything about it. So he has to then send his minions after them because Titans have created this situation where if they're on the ship and they're with the ship, the gods can't do anything. 
Can I suggest something other than the Titans? Go Maybe on. Maybe this this is Athena's like last play, and we can remove Athena as an element entirely. Like she's been enslaved or whatever by Poseidon, and she gives her last like godly life force to imbue the ship with her power. I don't mind it. My my only issue is I guess in how it's portrayed. Partly because it kind of eliminates a lot of the tension where, okay, so they appeared, but there's, they've got this, well, I mean, they've, they've got a safe zone, right? Mm-hmm. Which, like, isn't a bad thing, but it being, like, a reliable, permanent, in, invincible thing just, just feels like a bit of a, um, like, a, not a slowdown tactic. I can't remember what it's called. Stall? Like a delaying stall. It's like a yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a stall, but not like a like a satisfying stall. It's just like a, oh, so now they're just in a stare down where Poseidon's just kind of following them, waiting for this thing to end while they're doing their thing. Because I mean, if he sees them, he just can't hit them. He's just not gonna leave them alone and wait for the thing to drop, and then he's just gonna smack them. I know, and I think that's a part. I don't know if I want to call it the tension, but I think oh, it is, it would be the tension for this because it would be in. Uh, what's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? The guy who made the movie Birds. Alfred Hitchcock. Yes, it's like it's like the bomb under the table from out like by Alfred Hitchcock. Or oh the yeah. Concept. So you have Poseidon who can only watch them. You have the guys on the ship who look at that and go, Ah, okay, we're cool. But the thing is, it seems great at first, but then you have to realize, well, where are they getting fresh water? Where are they getting food? They have to probably like resupply places or probably they do need to go on land for certain things and then there's a whole other slew of issues because if it's the ship that they're tied to well they can't bring the ship onto mainland or can they i don't know like it creates a whole new set of issues that your heroes have to follow and even though right poseidon and the other gods can't do anything kind of like a coup in samurai jack a coup just sends like every episode he's sending someone new after them He's always sending someone after Jack. So same thing with Odysseus and his crew. Poseidon can watch him, and he's always watching him, and he's always sending new people trying to stop them. Hmm. I don't know. This feels like... It, crea- it feels like a little too I don't much, see, almost. But I, I don't see any way for... Because like they've got a bunch of their own problems being like 2,000... Like they're 2,000 years in the future. Yeah. They don't know anything about the land. They no. don't know anything about the place. They have to figure out where these titans are chained up to release them and then tag them along and then convince them to get on their side and then find Kronos and then break Kronos out and then convince Kronos to send back time. It it feels like too much to add in this whole element of, can we leave the ship? Can we not leave the ship? How do we solve this problem of not leaving the ship in a world that we don't actually know anything about? Especially if it's like a wooden sail ship in an era of that's a part of the challenge, right? Yeah, but but there's enough of a challenge, and I feel like the boat takes away a lot of the interesting things from being 2,000 years in the future. I guess I, like, I just don't see any way that I, I I don't see it. I don't see Poseidon seeing them, or I don't even see Poseidon not knowing. I I, I feel like Poseidon dot crosses his T's and dots his eyes too much for, for what we said so far that he just he wouldn't notice, and then they somehow have a lead over him. That doesn't that doesn't sit well with me at all. There's no way that. You have a lead over a god. The god just will show up next to you and smite you. Okay, but but here's the thing, right? Like he has a lot going but the, on. Okay, but the gods aren't omniscient. They don't they don't see everything. Yeah, and Poseidon has a lot going on, and especially if he doesn't even know Odysseus is alive and was sent to the future. I think them having to stealth it a bit and not draw 
not drawing divine attention is a lot more compelling than the boat is a safe house. Which is also super difficult to do as, like, ancient peoples in, like, a more or less modern time. Like, could you imagine those guys trying to blend in in, like, modern society? Put on the Yeezys, boys. We're going in. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, like, the early bit could be, not, like, slow, but, like, them trying to figure out how to blend in and not get caught. Okay. When they so obviously stand out. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. I think, okay, if we're going to do that, then we would really have to lean into the stealth issue of it. Because for me, I did I couldn't see it working if the gods just knew or anything. So I, I can okay, I can concede if they don't know and then they have to hardcore stealth it. Um Yeah, maybe they're able to get like a Titan out in that time, which is able to give them enough of like like cause we're talking about like the Titans have powers and they kind of join the crew a little bit and like they're dumbed down but they still got some. Yeah. Maybe that's enough that they're able to keep ahead of the the the, the stuff that the gods send after them. Because, I mean, mm. also, if I'm understanding these Greek mythologies right, well, no, actually, I can, I'm not sure I can totally say this. They, they, I, it seems like they don't like to get involved themselves. They like to sort of send other people or other things to do their jobs. I say that, but, like, a lot of the time, it seems like, uh, what was it like in uh, the Iliad? They send uh, in Zeus is going in there and having sex on his own. He chooses. Yeah, that. yeah. And I'm also like, I'm okay having our gods be a bit more hands on, right? I think yeah. that works for what we're going for. Yeah, I agree. And also, the Poseidon that we've created is very hands on. Like he gets his hands dirty. Oh yeah. So he he was a very active character. Yeah, but hold on. If they if they spend most of their time on land, his direct power is going to be diminished because he's still the god of the sea and water. I'm assuming. It's water world now, boys. He just flooded everything. Wait, wait, wait. It could be though. He wait. I okay. I don't want to do too much like episode one. But what yeah. if he did flood the earth? Okay, so this is why, in my opinion, we should only go a few hundred years in the future, is because I like the idea that Poseidon has even grander plans for how to shape the world, but the world still is like livable for non. Poseidon fans, right? Nah, dude. Like, I, I think it has to be full on, like Poseidon Town. Like this is Poseidon's vision come to pass, and this is what we have to try and fix. Like we can't. It's like I don't want to wishy washy. Like uh, we're almost at Poseidon's dream. It's like, well, okay. It needs to be like this is the the Poseidon City world, and it sucks. How about this? Let's 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 okay, go with hold on. Go, like five hundred years and let's. I got an idea. I think I found like there's a middle ground here. The middle ground is, let's say they get sent ahead to, like, Wild West Cowboy 16, 1700s. I guess a little later. That's definitely the 19th century. Yeah. Cowboys are, like, 18th century. <laughs> no, I was, like, century. going earlier than that. No, because Back to the Future the is um, 1855, yeah, right? Yeah, the 19th century. Well, the, the, rail, the railroad yeah, was first yes. made in, like, <laughs> It's like 1830. The 19th century, yeah, which, which is the 19th century, yeah. Yeah, 19. Oh yeah, dog. Getting, <laughs> oh, I always that always screws me up if I'm not thinking about it. Anyway, so they get sent ahead to like, so they get sent ahead. So we have like ancient Greeks in like the Wild West, where instead of it being like the normal Wild West, most of the Earth has been flooded. Like Poseidon's plan is about to come to fruition. He's got most of the world flooded. And there's these little pockets of land that people have still, like, survived on before they get completely drowned. And, and this is where they end up. So they have to try to stay on these little pockets of land and hop from, like, 
what so you basically got like this archipelago system and they gotta hop from one to the next and try to not get killed in the little bit of time that they're stuck on the water okay can i can i question yeah, yeah, Rook, what is yeah. poseidon's end game with flooding the world the more i think about this the I, more i'm, I'm like, backtracking total control he, i don't know no nah, dude i doesn't he want to subjugate the people well, if it's all flooded he has control over the entire world i guess I, but but there should still be people yeah. that, that can live. I feel like I have to backtrack. Put them on, on boats. Like, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm regretting this. I I don't like the idea of flooding it at all. The more we talk about it, the more it's like, oh, this is kind of the worst. And and, and then it, it yeah. like we're why are we limiting ourselves? It needs to be these. It, also, what kind of contrast is that? Like Greek. It, it's old and not as old. It, it needs to be old and like the future. Okay. What if instead of implying that Poseidon's water bro dude, he water's the domain he got but he's going for all of them now he's like i want to rule the sky i want to rule the underworld i want to rule land that makes sense that's why he killed oh, maybe zeus. he did get this guy that was why he killed zeus and now he's going after hades yeah so he's not the god of water anymore he is like the guy he's the god of the sky and the seas the he- the god of the heavens and the deep yeah he hears oh, all the like dude that's so cool that's a title right there Yes. He hears all the church songs about the Christian God, and he's like, I want to be all those things. Yeah, dude, literally, <laughs> he is like, he that's Odysseus versus the God of the heavens and the deep. Dude, oh. that's, oh, that's, be- oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you cut that out, sorry. <laughs> I love that, though. Dude, That that is just, that right there is awesome. So, okay, I, this actually, I, what, what Fletch just said, I think solves my issue, and I think solves everyone else's issues here. Because, yeah, he kills Zeus. So where we come to now, they flash forward. It's like a future, like cyberpunk future that these people are in. Like, it, it, it's totally, totally the future for, again, that hard contrast. But the reason why Poseidon's distracted is he's waging an all-out war against the underworld. So he's totally distracted. Oh, yes. Because you're right. He's trying to control all of it. So you have him with his... Few- well, hold on a second. Huh? We for- I'm sorry. Like, like I don't mean to get off track-, track here, but like I'm trying to like... We sort of forgot something a little bit. So yes, he would hate Odysseus, right? But he thinks Odysseus is like a non-equation anymore. The, the problem with Odysseus is that he was going to stop his plans to kill Zeus. But the thing is, those plans have already come to fruition. Odysseus is in the future with, like, no connections. They're just by themselves. They're stranded there, essentially. They're not really a threat to him right now. Until they start, you know, like, collecting titans. Gotta catch him. So, like, it makes sense that he'd sort of be, like, put that on a back burner. Especially if he's waging an all-out war. He's like, they're there. I'll deal with them in a minute. First, I gotta finish this. And then they become a problem, and he's got to try to do the war on two fronts thing. Even if we don't address, like, uh, what he's thinking about Odysseus, we know why he's focused on something else. He's fighting a war yeah. against the underworld. And they're, and it's and also, we could have a whole split pantheon thing where some gods have stuck with um, Zeus. Not Zeus, sorry. Stuck with Poseidon. And then you have some gods who have said, "No, well, you're 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 off the freaking rails, and I can't back this." And now they're backing Hades because Hades is like they're they're like we'll support Hades mm. because we want Hades to now be in charge. And if Hades wins, he gets to become like the the stable, cool head that can lead us to victory. Yeah, we all thought Athena was annoying, but now you're going for Hades, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody likes Zeus. But well, there's an interesting thing there because Kronos was originally cast into Tartarus, 
which I believe is in the underworld. But again, this could be Percy Jackson messing with my I, I think it of Greek is. myths. He's stuck in the tartar sauce. I think it is. <laughs> so like this could be an interesting thing where there's this war going on and they have to somehow get into the underworld to get to Tartarus to get to Kronos while this war is going on. Mm. They have to sneak into a battlefield. That's pretty Yeah, cool. and I mean, there's... There's oh sh- what's it, what is it called? I'm blanking on the name of the myth. It was it was a Roman. I think it was a Roman myth about a guy who like there's he finds like a secret passage to the underworld. It's like a whole back way. It's basically like a back door. Secret tunnel. And yeah, yeah, it's like it's literally a secret tunnel into the underworld. But the thing is, this would have been after their time, but like also in the past for the present time. Oh gosh, this is getting confusing. So, like, they would have had to, like, track down the records of a time that was after they were time-traveled into the future from the past and, like, find the records of, like, the secret tunnel into the back way, which was a thing from after. Am I making any sense here? You're losing me. I mean, I kind of get it. (laughs) So... Effectively, they have to find a map. Yeah. What you're trying to say is there's a map to the underworld. But the map is the story, which I probably remember this wrong, but I think it's the ancient Romans. Why can I not remember this? It was... Not Titus. Oh, this is going to bug me. I'm going to have to look this up later. It, it was an ancient Roman myth about a guy. He he basically had his own little mini Odyssey type thing. And part of the thing was he ended up finding a back door. He had to like, it was basically a back door to the underworld. But it was from after, it was from the Roman period, which was after the Greek period. This isn't the Aeneid, right? No. No? Wait. No, Jake. In great books, did what did what did well, they do in the Aeneid? It definitely happens at one point in the Aeneid. Uh, at one point, they did go to hell. Well, it could fact. be the Aeneid, which is Wait, a is it Roman. Re- it will see like a Roman retelling of the Odyssey. Well, no, it's about a completely different guy. Well, who also fought in the Trojan War. I was just wrong then. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I think I think it was the Aeneid. What did you say? It, yeah, it, it probably was the Aeneid. But so, but but the point is that was made after this time. So they like maybe I'm getting too bogged down on this, but yes. I really like. I I think it's really cool. They're from a past, they get cast to the future, and then have to, like, do back digging to find a thing from after their time that was based on their, you know what I'm saying. Oh, what you're just trying to say is they do research and find a map. Yes, but the map is the Aeneid Well, right, so they do research and find... Which is the part that I think is cool, sorry. Because the time travel. What he's saying is trippy, is the fact that the story of the Aeneid happens given the current timeline of the Trojan War. And in fact, the version of the Aeneid that would exist in that universe would be different. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that yes, that version of the story you. wouldn't Sorry. exist. I'm so bad at talking about stuff sometimes. Wait, but no, that version of the story wouldn't exist. Why would that exist? Well, presumably, it's like we Crap. basically. I think Fletcher's getting excited because we'd be able to write an alternate version of the Indian. But like, but how does that work? Is why would they go to the underworld? What they the story is all different because I have to. Wins. I'll have to find this story. I have to. Oh, what? What is it? Doesn't story? work, y'all. Yo, Hold on what a second. What really Pause. matters, though, is they find him. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It does not matter. It also, it doesn't, A, it doesn't work. And two, it doesn't matter. They find a map. Look at this map. <laughs> we go to the freaking underworld. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, so point being, though. <laughs> they have a map. Poseidon spent, <laughs> spent several hundred years subjugating the people. Decided, okay, I can finally... I was being fake. I can finally turn my attention elsewhere and then starts fighting the war in the underworld. And that's when Poseidon finally shows back up. Not Poseidon, Odysseus. <laughs> Poseidon's back and he's different than ever. He's Odysseus now. Okay, so it's... Okay, Jacob, it's definitely like beyond our future. It's like cyberpunk future. Yeah. 
I, I can go for that. I, look, here's the one thing I didn't want is like our modern day. Just no. we got to go beyond right? our time. Virgil. But Virgil. Virgil wrote the Aeneid. You're thinking yes. of the Aeneid. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. That was buggy. <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> Bruh. Sorry. That was a major tangent, but it was really like annoying me. I'm cutting you out of this episode. Yeah. Okay. That's oh. fair. <laughs> Jesus. Well, okay. So they have, they find a map. I mean, okay. Okay. To get more enthused, um, probably the way they find the map is after they free like and Titan, the Titan is like, oh yeah, by the way, map, I don't know, something like that. Just so they have a, a reason to know what to look for. They need someone to help them out. Am I right? Or am I right? You are right. Yes. Yes. I mean, that could be almost anyone. Well, it could be, but if we're going for Titans, why not Titans? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I still want to. I still want to wrap in Athena somewhere. But that's true. Uh, Athena could. Well, yeah, I mean, I he had like a pretty. Be... Well, hold on. He would. He had a pretty strong connection to Athena in his life. If he was going to try to like ask for help from a god, she would probably be the first one that he goes to. Here's the question, though. Why would Poseidon keep Athena alive if he straight up killed Zeus? Uh, let me like, let me throw that out there. She probably is maybe maybe originally saw what happened with Zeus, and she already went under the protection of Hades. And then now that there's a full on war, she's like Hades, one of Hades' generals. That 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 fits with her character. Okay, okay. I was liking the idea that she was imprisoned by Poseidon, and then maybe he was getting something out of that arrangement. But okay, so she's one of Hades' generals. That means she can actively help Odysseus, though. Possibly. Or are we going to go with she's distracted by the? War? I think maybe we write off the gods. If she's like for his a top while. general. She's probably yeah. pretty distracted too. She probably, probably would like be. trapped. Like they're all trapped in the underworld. She might be able to have like an expository vision conversation with him. Where she's like, "Cool, you're back. Um, if you'd been around, things would be much better. But it's too late for that. Here's what happened. You're on your own. I gotta fight this war." Bye. Probably. Like she has literally five minutes. I mean, it could very well be the underworld is, is has been under a siege for how however long, and they're just trying to hold out, literally waiting for the Poseidon's forces to to run out of ammo or their walls co- collapse or something so they're totally like we, we count the dogs the armies of the damned versus aqualad ah. yeah and the lagoon boy the, like ha- the hades alliance is so interesting because most gods would like rather die than work with hades but poseidon's become such a big monster that they have to team up together which must be such like an awkward kind of somber arrangement it's so interesting it's interesting oh i mean to be honest these gods are also all not like what we thought they were before we started making stuff up. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, maybe Hades isn't also too hated. It's just another myth by, made by some gods who just don't like each other. Who knows? Or it could be an awkward or, thing. Or I we no could idea. say that it was one of these things where it was kind of added in by humans over time because humans are afraid of death. And so they kind of like had a naturally negative view of, uh, Hades and that kind of worked its way into their retelling of the myths. Mm, that could be interesting. Um, also, maybe like the gods this, were actually pretty chill with him, but in this world where Poseidon is in charge, he's also he's also created mythos around Hades, where he's anti Hades, even though the gods are like, now nah, Hades is like one of the chillest guys, dude. 
Oh yeah, that could be something like that. I don't know, but I, yeah, I think I think it'd be great if the the gods are split. Uh, I I think it'd be really interesting to see who's on what side. I I'm conflicted mostly with Ares. I feel like Ares easily would be on Poseidon's side, but I think it'd be very interesting if he wasn't and he was on like Hades' side, just just because you wouldn't expect that. Maybe Ares is like stoking the flames, and he's kind of on both sides. Ooh. Oh, that would be great. He's like a double agent. Oh, he's like the arms dealer. He's the middle. Like he's just kind of there, giving everybody weapons and stuff. Oh, that'd be cool because maybe that's maybe Ares is the only god really that Odysseus encounters because he's like, hey, I, I'm gonna work with the highest bidder. So he's stepped out. He's just getting off on escalation. Yeah, exactly. So he's stepped because he's the god of war. So he doesn't want us to pick a side. Oh, that would. Oh, that's that's perfect. So he's the only god that could potentially talk with him. Well, and there's an interesting sort of justification there. If you wanted to, uh, I like the idea of him being more neutral. But I gotta wonder. Well, nah, never mind. There'd still be war even if Zeus wins. Zeus is dead. <laughs> yeah, Zeus is not Zeus. Poseidon. Yeah. I like this. What. <sighs> Well, it's really interesting to me, and this goes like way beyond the story, is whatever happens at the end, afterward, we have a new pantheon, basically. True. Like, what is the status quo after all this is over? It's just an interesting concept to me. Obviously not the thing to worry about right now. Hold on a moment. I'm holding. Here's something interesting. A recurring theme in a lot of the Greek myths is you have one group, like one pantheon, you have the Titans, who give birth to the gods, and then the gods overthrow the Titans, and then the gods are in charge. And in this case, what you then get is you got the gods, the gods are warring, and then the humans step in, overthrow the gods, and now the humans are in charge. I guess that's assuming Odysseus isn't successful, though, because if he rewinds time, then we end up with Titans our and oh, right. pantheon. I legit forgot about that like whole plot point for a second. <laughs> yeah, because they're rewriting history, because uh, the only way that they go back to their homeland is if they let, they free you know, um, Kronos and Kronos resets the timeline basically fully with Titans being in charge. I mean, I wouldn't be against an ending where it turns out that's not the way to go and they have to just do the best with what they have. But I don't know. I I think it has to be left up to, I, I, I think it has to be their only option is with Kronos. I mean, or else why go through all that effort if maybe they just choose not to? I, I think they need to bank totally on Kronos and have, like we said, the, maybe the other Titans that they, 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 that join them, those Titans underpowered and working with them get to kind of see the good and like, the best of humanity uh, and, and make a, make a case for why, you know, Kronos should hold up his end of the deal because like these humans hmm. aren't like us Titans or, uh, or the gods. Like they, they fight for something beyond what we can comprehend. Well, maybe then if Kronos is convinced of the good of humanity and can like turn back time and basically reboot, uh, basically reboot the universe. Maybe he just starts over, and instead of making gods at all, he just makes the humans. Maybe that creates the god, like the the world without pagan gods that we live in. <laughs> Interesting. And then it just does become story that the Titans tell the humans, like, oh, that's the tale of the gods. That's that actually never, like the tale of the gods that never were. I'm actually okay with that, partly because one of the things I was thinking about is how difficult it's going to be to pull off that ending where they go back in time and in a lot of ways kind of undo the entire story up to that point. Like, like that's a hard thing to pull off as a satisfying ending. But if the ending is that 
the world is now completely different and it's like more like the world that we know it, it might as well just be our world straight up yeah that straight it up. it gives a sense of progress and change and like the the events of the story did affect the world even if they traveled back in time technically yeah right the story would fundamentally change the course of history and in the end we're i i would totally assume that the crew and odysseus go back to their families uh, and odysseus gets to be with penelope and i also think maybe the crew fully remembers this maybe i think Kronos would allow them to retain their 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 journey so they are also shaped by this even though the rest of the world doesn't know it you know so that, that, that the character development that these characters go on, Odysseus, John, and the rest of them, they all retain that, and that's not lost. Interesting. I mean, it ends up being, I, I guess we'd have to play it on the, the, the alternate timeline route, because if he reboots the universe back to before the gods were created and then just doesn't create them, human society, change, or like human history, changes completely, because the gods are no longer interfering in it. That's true. Yeah, but we can just hand wave that Kronos has like complete free free form freestyle control over the timeline. Which I actually am a huge fan of because one, it makes Kronos kind of scary as heck. Like what a crazy powerful character, but also it does retroactively make the paradox free time manipulation. Yeah, it also does make the gods seem really cool where they do have the power. They have the power to lock this creature up. Like what a power they had. And they have in the story, so it it, yeah, that's true. it you have these mammoth, powerful characters that can do these incredible things, and then the linchpin of it all are these humans, right, against these immeasurably powerful gods, and I think that is a very compelling tale. I'm actually kind of down for this story. It's got a really, I mean, it's got a very human element to it. We get to, we can do a lot of focusing on relationships and character developments and like internal struggles and stuff mm -hmm. in addition to just having awesome stories where like this crew of dudes is going up against the gods yeah and then you know it's also great because the humanization of like the titans are, that are with them and maybe they they understand humanity and they they try and learn from that i mean data in star trek next generations he's trying to become more human and he's aspiring to that in the show mm. similar thing these titans none of them really get it but maybe the few of them that are with the crew that choose to try and help them they're kind of wanting to find more that about that and that's always a compelling story i can definitely get down with this i like it i think that we've come to a pretty good point in the story yeah it was a pretty solid ending yeah does anyone want to give a recap uh i can give it a shot let's see what you got go right ahead okay so originally the story started out as a ship goes out on some sort of mission. Uh, there is a war that happens. The ship comes back, and the world, the, the, their, their country that they fought with is gone. Um, and then the premise was, what do they do? And what we ended up doing is we created a revisionist history version of uh, the journey of Odysseus from the Odyssey, uh, where Poseidon takes over the Pantheon by killing Zeus, uh, and Kronos sends Odysseus and his crew to the future where we have Poseidon is now the leader uh, waging war against the other gods, uh, and it is up to uh, Odysseus and the rest of his crew to go up against the gods, uh, free the Titan, uh, and reset the timeline 
so that they can go back home and Odysseus can be back with his beloved Penelope. Nice. Does that work? Sick. Oh yeah. That was that was a great summary. It's good stuff. Great. Well, thank you for joining us for Pineapple Juice this week. This has been our show. Uh, we're your host, Jacob. Pleasure. And Peter. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Have a good have a good one, guys. Bye. See you later. Bye.